Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus News. I have categorized them into rights of nature, investment, and drawdown. These stories are truly incredible and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. Okay, this first uh, category only has one story in it, um, but this is an issue uh, that I think it has the potential to be pretty revolutionary in conservation. I've been following it for about four years now and studied it a little bit. Um, and uh, big things are coming out of Ecuador with this. So, in Rights of Nature, the first story coming out of sciencealert.com. This has a terrible headline. The first country in the world has given legal rights to individual wild animals. What they mean is the first country in the world for rights of nature has given legal rights to individual wild animals. So. Ecuador has forged ahead and ruled wild animals possess distinct legal rights, including the right to exist. The 7-2 court ruling was a landmark interpretation of the country's rights of nature, constitutional laws, and elevated the legal status of non-human animals. The decision follows a landmark ruling in Ecuador last year that found mining in a protected cloud forest violates rights of nature. Ecuador was the first country in the world to recognize the rights of nature at a constitutional level back in 2008. And while rights of nature were enshrined in the Constitution, it was not clear prior to this decision whether individual animals could benefit from the rights of nature and be considered rights holders as a part of nature, Ecuadorian environmental lawyer Hugo Echeverria explained in a statement. The court has stated that animals are subjects of rights protected by rights of nature. Countries like New Zealand and Canada, along with some other provinces and some U.S. cities, have treaties, provisions, or local laws that afford wild animals some similar protections. However, countries have yet to enshrine such rights at constitutional levels, and in many places around the world, attempts to protect nature remain life-threateningly dangerous. The ruling makes it clear that these rights are to exist, flourish, and evolve, and they fall within the context of ecological processes. However, they do not equate animals to human beings, but still extend them the right to be free within the context of in ecological interactions. This means hunting, fishing, gathering, and forestry are still allowed, as long as they're performed within other pre-existing laws, for example, not in defiance of Endangered Species Acts, and are carried out in ways that limit suffering. The next category is investment. I've got a couple stories here. I'm gonna go through them fairly quickly. Um, they're all pretty remarkable, though. The uh, first one is out of HuffPost.com. White House launches $1 billion program to boost conservation goal. 
The Biden administration has launched a $1 billion program to advance its goal of conserving 30% of the nation's lands and waters by 2030. The program, called the America the Beautiful Challenge, will serve as a one-stop shop for states, tribes, territories, and NGOs and others to apply for numerous grants for conservation and restoration projects, the administration said. The new program will help mobilize new investments in locally-led voluntary conservation and restoration projects around the country while making it easier for communities to access these resources. Brenda Mallory, the chair of the White House Council on Environmental Quality, said in a statement. Second one here is coming out of thehill.com. The Biden administration announces $500 million for energy efficiency in public schools. The Biden administration announced a $500 million grant program to improve energy efficiency in public schools. The initiative, paid for with funds from the bipartisan infrastructure law, will prioritize schools facing the greatest need, according to administration officials. Public K-12 districts spend roughly $8 billion a year on energy bills, meaning energy efficiency improvements to HVAC systems, lighting, insulation, and other energy upgrades can unlock significant savings to go towards student learning and success, a senior administration official has said. And we go up to Canada um, and out of Reuters.com, Canada lays out $9.1 billion Canadian uh, roadmap to meet 2030 climate targets. Canada released its first real roadmap to meeting the 2030 climate targets, laying out detailed plans and $7.3 billion US or $9.1 billion Canada uh, in new spending to cut planet warming carbon emissions after years failing to meet its goals. The emissions reduction plan is the first time Canada has had a comprehensive plan rather than just a collection of policies setting out how it will meet its international commitment to cut carbon emissions 40 to 45% below 2005 levels by 2030. Key measures include a zero emissions vehicle mandate that is more ambitious than anything proposed by Canada's neighbor, the United States, and a target for reducing emissions from the oil and gas sector 42% below current levels by 2030. And uh, our last category, drawdown. The first story out of here is from NPR.org. Solar panels that can generate electricity at night have been developed at Stanford. That sounds counterintuitive. <laughs> a team of engineers at Stanford University have developed a solar cell that can generate some electricity at night. The research comes at a moment when the number of solar jobs and residential installations are rising. While standard solar panels can provide electricity during the day, this device can serve as a continuous renewable power source for both day and nighttime, according to the study published in the journal Applied Physics Letters. The device incorporates a thermoelectric generator, which can pull electricity from the small difference in temperature between the ambient air and the solar cell itself. Our approach can provide nighttime standby lighting and power in off-grid and mini-grid applications where solar cell installations are gaining popularity, the study has said. And our last story is coming from abcnews.go.com. And new vehicles must average 40 miles per gallon by 2026, up from 28 miles per gallon. This is pretty incredible. 
New vehicles sold in the United States will have to average at least 50 miles per gallon of gasoline in 2026, up from about 28 miles per gallon under new federal rules that undo a rollback of standards. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said its new fuel economy requirements are the strongest to date and the maximum the industry can achieve over the time period. They will reduce gasoline consumption by more than 220 billion gallons over the life of vehicles. For the current model year, standards enacted under the Trump administration required the fleet of new vehicles to get just under 28 miles per gallon in real-world driving. The new requirements increase gas mileage by 8% per year for model years 2024 and 2025 and 10% in the 2026 model year. I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month and uh, I look forward to sharing more in the future.